0: Welcome everyone to Curtain Jerks, right here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Scott Narver. I'm Steve Sears. We have a very special show today. We have coming up later on the show today, Bruce Pritchard and Eric Bischoff. Special interviews that we did when we were at WrestleCon, but if you're new to the show, we are wrestling fans and comedians living in Hollywood, bringing you the fun and funny of wrestling each and every week. How's your week, buddy? (laughs) Oh man, it's great. Rare gray day here in sunny Los Angeles. Almost one could say it's the culmination of a series of unfortunate events for one of our illustrious hosts on the show, Mark Warzeka. Yep, he has been having a real humdinger of a week, guys. I do love this weather. I gotta admit, it's kind of nice, except it's still like hot and not fun. It's like a warm sort of. It's not tropical and gray. It's just gray and dry and warm. Yeah, but at least we're not Florida. You yeah, know? well, you know, a lot I've of gr- hair, a lot of great podcast wrestling fans from Florida that's me do that's me doing damage control i've only been to my like florida proper in the last two years yeah and i had no idea that it was like tropical all the time and it yeah. rained out of nowhere for 15 minutes yeah like downpour and then back to being sunny yeah and then you got frizzy hair i don't have it well you what your pubes would just be a mess all of my pubes are straight as an arrow not if you lived in Florida. No, no, I'm telling you, I have this. I have straight pubes. They're like, uh, no way, man. They're very, very regimented and uniform. Those aren't pubes. Those are your knuckle hairs. Oh no, 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 no. Those I curl. Okay, but my pubic hair, are like it's like a broom. It's like a push broom. Really? Yeah. That could lead to all it's kinds like, of places. It's like Agamemnon's beard. Right before it gets curly at the bottom, it's very straight. Which one was Agamemnon? Uh, uh, king, famous classic king i don't oh, know yeah batman villain from the 66 uh, tv show yeah you know king agamemnon agamemnon zeus's uh, pleasure club <laughs> uh, i'll get you batman but first i've gotta get to zeus's <laughs> uh let me see the world of wrestling i'm no 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 no. what can you tell us about your terrible week like i think honestly what do you want to know honestly i think i said i removed it from 16 bits podcast josh kept asking uh by default and i said like i don't think you want that on this show. Hey, how you doing pal uh, not good, buddy. <laughs> well, I'd say this. I'd say review I, I, what you I, like. I know this is a much more of a, like, uh this is what's going on with us podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think you could easily sort of come up with a metaphor or sort of a life lesson or something. I mean, I'm always willing to share, and I'm always very careful about, you know, names and stuff like that. And uh, I, I will happily share it because it is therapy for me. Uh And uh, perhaps it is for other listeners as well. Perhaps they can relate to things that go on and just like, well, all right. I hear it from someone else you know and also once you say these things I'll accidentally re-reference it later in the show and I'll think everything's okay but then I'll realize I'd somehow inadvertently mentioned the thing you were talking about but I was talking about something else all right Uh, there's dating stuff that's very very difficult there's previous relationships that are very very difficult although I think one of them is now fully at a close yeah yeah Uh, so that's okay um, <laughs> R. I. P. Lady Jerk. Um, and then uh, you killed her. No. <laughs> She's dead. <laughs> I killed her with words, and then she killed me with her words. Uh, who knows what the future will bring? Though maybe things can be amended. But I guess that's how relationships end. Sometimes it's uh, a, a, a very good friend of mine who's probably is listening. Uh, Troy. Uh, who's a who's an amazing friend, but unfortunately, is an expert with relationships and being cheated on uh gave me a lot of advice and had put it like sometimes you got to be the villain in someone's story and it's like i guess so well it's because, definitely because a tragic their... villain because you in fact you were also hurt in fact that would be the impetus to becoming a villain correct i guess so well the way that they do villain stories now not just being born evil like you know your darth vader's and your uh Darth Vader wasn't born evil. He was back then, dude, Uh, in the 70s. In the 70s, we just thought of him as some evil dark knight. You're right. Yeah. Uh, Your Hannibal Lecter is like, everybody's getting the origin story now of they saw someone kissing the girl at the lockers. And it's like, oh, Maleficent. Yeah, it was different for us when we were kids. It was just pure evil. Yes. That there was evil out in the world. Sometimes there's just an evil motherfucker across the street threatening to shoot you. Yeah, and now that we're getting older, you young kids are getting all these prequels and origin stories and it makes it tougher for us mm-hmm. because then we have to sympathize with these villains. That's right. Um so yeah, it's you're sometimes you're just going to be the bad guy in someone's story because the other person's never going to perceive themselves as being bad. They don't want to hear the bad things about them. You don't Like, if I told you, here's what's wrong with you, Steve, like, and how I can't deal with you. God, Scott was a real fucking villain today to me. He was a real jerk. But the same happens in reverse. Like, if you were to tell me, I wouldn't, you know, it's like, I'm not the bad guy. It's not me. I'm me. I'm, I'm the good guy. I do good things for me. I look out for me. That's what she did. She looked out for her. She justified things for her, as does a classic wrestling villain, like... Uh, as this, you know, as they always say, it's, they're justified in their actions. They always, part of their promo always rings true. Just a little bit, Mm -hmm. just a little bit. Enough to listen. Yeah. And that's, that's what happens. And, uh, I think it's all for the best. I think it's, uh, going to help move on and heal and do better, but God damn, I'm vacationing very soon to go see family. But before that, I will be seeing another ex at a wedding. Uh, and that I am not looking forward to. I'm so happy this is almost all done. Oh, man, it sounds like you're gonna be packing up a lot of baggage for that trip. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of carry ons. I'm gonna have a lot of fees. (laughs) Uh, you know what, though? I think in terms of that justification, what was it? Like it all being for the best? I think it's for the best just in the fact that it closes doors that I don't think should be open. Like, that's, I, for me personally, I think you're, like, it's healthy. Granted, uh, yeah, it just sucks to see your friend go through anything this lame. Man, this is really, like, it has been a shitty last, what, 15 days? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, this is week three of just really, like, one thing after another. Yeah, and this is normally not my life. Uh, and I feel really bad for making someone feel bad, even though I know I'm right Uh, with with my words and with my claims. And it's like, I'm trying to make it good, I'm trying to make it better, but... It was someone I loved, and I still carry love for that person, and, you know, oh, well. Whatever, man. Nothing but hate in this black heart. (laughs) Honestly, it sounds like it's really been a couple of slow weeks in wrestling, though, after WrestleMania, now that I think about it, because it's like all this shit, like, suddenly life started happening. Yeah. I feel like when wrestling's really good, it's like, yeah, it's just because I don't have very much going on, but, man, once, uh... Once they sort of uh, dip down and on Monday Night Raw, that's when it feels like because my I'm on the fucking upswing, man. <laughs> like I don't, I know I've never been higher in my life, and it's fucking terrifying. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's terrifying to me too. In case this is like Papa Shango Voodoo, where it can only be extreme. Yeah, there's always we like, can't be in the middle. Both of we us we can't create energy and have a, a good time. Like one has to take from the other person, and mm-hmm. the other person has to like. Oh man, yeah. So. I haven't seen that much wrestling. I I watched some of Raw and even that feed cut out where it's like the last half hour. It's like, nope, it's done. Yeah. And I was sitting there with my buddy Troy and we're like, what happened? It's like, I guess it's just, (laughs) we're just done watching wrestling. You know what? I read a really interesting article today that sort of plays into that sort of like, so wrestling just went off and you were done watching, right? Like you didn't think to like get a different feed or to like try try to keep watching. it was DVR'd and then it says it recorded three hours worth. But it didn't. It was done. Like, the f- it just died. And it shows the bar. It's like, there's more. It didn't give you that error bar where it blacks out at the end. It's mm-hmm. like, nah, something happened. And you were just done with it. Well, what else could we do? Well, so in that, like, say if you could have an option to continue watching Raw, but it would take, like, another two hours to set it up and track it down or something like that. Would you have watched? No. So what I read really today that I thought was really interesting was the sort of idea that people— Because the next segment was Adam Rose versus Ryback. Oh boy. Wow. <laughs> so that initial, like, nope, don't I, care. I bet uh, everybody knows what's on Ryback's menu eating a party. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Anyway, uh, I think what I was saying was that the idea now is that with Netflix, you can binge watch a show. Yes. Like you can watch an entire season. And like that's like, why would I stop watching? I can watch the next one. But now people also sort of can watch shows they don't like and burn through entire seasons. That seems like most of Netflix original programming. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, I... It's on Netflix. I'm gonna watch it. I'm halfway through the second episode of Daredevil, and I am not blown away. hmm And, like, everyone's like, oh, the end of the second episode. Guys, that's almost 90 minutes of programming I have to watch. Oh, to get yeah. till it gets good. I know what they're talking about. I've seen that episode. Well, but like that's what's kind of a shame is like some people don't even go through the ninety minutes, they'll go through three to four hours worth of content before the show starts getting good. Right. And there's no reason for a show that can be that's just released all at once to be set up in the way that it is. Well, not to make this too personal, like, but the like idea hour each, you know what but I mean? The idea of a show ending what feels like too soon, but the fact that it's like, well, I'm done. I think sometimes it's for the best. It was Adam Rose and Ryback coming up. Not to bring it back to this relationship stuff you're talking about. I felt like we were on a really good tear getting past that. But then as soon as we started talking about it, I was like, oh, you know what? This sort of reminds me of that terrible thing you're going through. No, I mean, it's going to be there and every day is going to be at some point a little bit better than the next. And uh, that's fine. Like, this is a journal of, of what happens in our lives. So, I mean, I had it. Uh, hey, uh, everybody, we went to go see Lucha Underground, and that's all we can talk about. Because it. <laughs> yeah. it'll air way later. We can't talk about it till August 5th. And it was wildly fun. Um, but yeah, I had moments in there where I'm having the time of my life watching the show, hanging out with friends, um, and then I'd see something and I'd go, Oh, fuck, like, I don't have... That's not even an option anymore. Like, the one time I went and saw SummerSlam with this gal and... Like I thought about telling – I don't know if I told this on the podcast. Like I told John Cena an aside when I got to talk to him. I just I pulled him aside for half a second. The guy's the busiest fucking guy on the planet. And I said, hey, uh, I'm really fortunate to be in this relationship right now. And she's really enthusiastic about me doing something with wrestling and liking wrestling. And she wanted to come to the show. And so she's going to see the show. And I'm really excited for that. And he, in all sincerity – because that – I mean – his sincerity may be bullshit, but goddamn, is he good at it? Uh, he could be just as sincere and bite your own head off because he's that's how big his face is. Yeah. And he was just very, very kind. He's like, That's great, man. I'm really excited for you, and she's gonna see a hell of a show. And that was Cena and Lesnar suplex sixteen suplexes. That was a hell of a show. And killed him, you know. That that was, and it's that's over. But I'm hoping for the next thing. I'm well, really, I'm. I don't want to be the guy that's like, "Well, fuck it all. What's the point?" You know. But I think it's it's sort of interesting, especially with wrestling and how we do this show. Is wherever we are in our lives, it's sort of like the highs are really high and the lows are really low. But yeah. it corresponds with how fun we're have, how much fun we're having watching. Yeah. So going to summer. And I'm State, not watching. <laughs> yeah, that's the shitty. You're part, so is like- fucking busy with all this terrible stuff that you're not watching. And if you'd be watching everything would be sort of colored in this really weird way. Like, yeah, it was just a really sad episode of raw. <laughs> yeah. It was Ryback and Adam Rose for, uh, Oh, by the way, upcoming interviews on the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That episode of impact wrestling was just really sad because it was just so I saw slumber. some empty seats and it's not that those people didn't want to go to the show. It's because they had funerals to attend. I saw a lot of empty seats next to people who had obviously just been betrayed. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck, man. Fucking life is hitting hard right now. I'm looking forward to just a boring-ass Wednesday again. (laughs) Hey, but look, I really try to bring the energy down on these shows as much as I can, just so we can have a really laid-back, boring Wednesday. No, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if the listener goes like, all right, all right, get to it. Bring out some swag oh, or yeah, something. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, hey. oh, yeah, I'm sorry, are you guys waiting for bits, for our primo bits? <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, but sometimes there's life, and I don't know if you guys ever relate to that, or if there's special people in your life where it's really cool to share that enthusiasm with someone, and so I'm excited for Steve when... Whenever I hang out with him and his lady and she'll, like, out of kindness, not as though I can't talk about anything else, but sometimes she'll just start asking wrestling questions because she knows I like it and wants to hear the enthusiasm from me. It's true. I think she's she's good at sort of—it's not tolerating things. It's a matter of, like, this is—I know something that this person's very interested in. And you can talk about wrestling in a way that I think electrifies it for other people. So other people that aren't interested in wrestling, when you talk about it, you sell it to them. Not all first dates, mind you. Well, my, my ratio isn't great. The problem with that is, on a first date, if they don't have their receptors open for wrestling in the first place, that's really their bad. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Because <laughs> usually, I mean, if I was in your situation, I would start every date with playing our greatest hits. Just be like, hey, do, would you mind just listening to this before we meet up? Before I pick you up, Can you like them? I'd be picking someone up for a date in 2015. You meet there, so you don't get murdered. That's right. They won't allow it. Yeah, it's not a thing. It's a, it's, it's, uh, it's a strange world. There's too many strange things right now, and I just want the simplicity of good guy, bad guy. I don't want to bitch about this guy's not the, the, you know, that guy's not enough of a heel, or they're doing the stories wrong. Holy Christ, am I just for the person right now? It's like, just wrestle for 10 minutes, make, put on a show and make really bold choices. That's all I want. I want Dean Harper... Uh, God damn it. Dean Harper? <laughs> man, he's Dean my Dean Harper and Luke Ambrose. <laughs> I want some genetic splicing machine <laughs> to break them apart. No, Scott, that's too fantastical. I think what you want is just some straightforward storytelling on the mat. Am I right? A tank top versus tank top. Dinge versus dinge. Um, I can't wait for that. Is because, that the two of them at Extreme Rules? Yeah. Now, awesome. Is it going to be a ladder match? I don't care i don't you sound I care you sound I like don't. fucking del close man you sound like a burnt out acting teacher it's like look i'm tired of all your gimmicks i'm tired of all your weird bullshit just get up there and fucking feel something at each other and act thank you two people up i i am burnt out and tired of a lot of stuff not this yet oh well Give bro squad I, I the other day i'm like i might have to send out an email that's a fucking commute buddy no it's not that it's just like the heart is gone from it right now i'm sean michaels lost his smile partially right now it's i get it a little bit who in bro squad am i are we is this the original click oh by the way we're talking about bro squad 5 our improv group which is yeah just in case you did, listeners didn't know, this is just uh, four white guys t- trying to describe four other super strong white guys. That's right. So which who who in our improv group that barely anybody knows is uh, who? I guess there was, who. was five click members, really. Who was the fifth? Well, I don't know who you think the other four. Are. Uh, I think we know the- Shawn the, the, Michaels. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Nash. Yeah. Scott Hall. Yeah. X to the P, D the A to the C. That would be the fifth one. And uh, Triple H. Yeah. So I would have put X-Pac at the end as the fifth one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait. Triple H is part of the original four, and then the fifth one is X-Pac. Okay. Okay, so X-Pac is the runt. Where it's like he just yeah, gets to not know. Like, it's not my fault that I think that, but I always think that. Okay. No, no, no. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like when out. he showed up. Because I think Triple H is that way because X-Pac jumped from company to company, so it's like, yeah, that He, dude, had, the, he had the balls to jump. You're right. Yeah, he, he wanted to hang out with his friends, and so they're like, hey, man, there's money over here. like, fuck off. I'm out. True, but Triple H I guess I'm taking Triple H now and uh, I'm th- I'm using that those cool points for right. uh, the click back then. Okay. No, that's that's totally acceptable. So who are you in that? Yeah. Um or are you Shawn Michaels? No. Well I You guess are only the showstopper. I, I guess only since I lost my smile. Um Phil's head is the size of all of Kevin Nash. So that he's Kevin Nash? I think you're Scott Hall. I think you're the fucking cool guy. Hey, why did not we say oh, hello shit. to Lehman's <laughs> <Xbox>? <laughs> or Triple H? Oh yeah, okay. Lehman's, Lehman could be Triple H. Yeah, Lehman could Lehman could be Triple H. Yeah, um, that worked out well for him. Well, you know what? That's great. Now that we've painted, we've. I'm glad we talked about it as the click. My back is broken and I've lost my smile. Yeah, the listeners. Jesus, where are you? The listeners could identify with the wrestlers we were talking about and vaguely with the uh, two other people we were talking about. Yeah. Listeners know that you're Scott Hall. They know that you're Razor Ramon. Thanks. I really appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, yeah, it's—I'm not giving up. It's just the, the want and desire is definitely fading. Well, look, let me just try to change the subject. Are you looking forward to going to any of the major summer blockbusters alone this summer? Um. No. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not <laughs> looking forward to Avengers 2. I'm not looking forward to Ant-Man. I'm not looking forward to Jurassic World. No. No, I'm not. Well, Scott, I'll have an open invitation right now. Would you like to go to those summer blockbusters together? No. No? You are not. You don't want to go to any of those? As of right now, no. Wow, I was just making a joke, but you really don't want to see the biggest movies? Like, they're bigger this year than they were last year or the year before. Like, each year, the movies are getting bigger. The only one that I would even consider wanting to go to would be uh, Man of Steel 2. When is, that's coming out in December. Exactly. Okay. Wow, buddy. That's fucking rough. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, I'm, I was already really worried about you. I just want Dean Ambrose and Luke Harper. That's all I want. Uh, is this for the United States? Nope, it's not, it can't be for the United States nope. Championship because neither of them have it. That's right. That'd uh, be pretty messed up if it was. Yeah. John Cena's been having all these open challenges and then, this match will be for the, it's like when you uh, do the video game stuff. And you just put it on the line, and then you look back and you go, oh, I guess I removed it from that other guy uh-huh. by making the title match and just putting in another competitor before these days where they, they don't allow that. Like, you have to put that guy in there. Yeah, I think it, No Mercy or something, you could do that. Where it was like it was open programming no matter what you did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as you all know, Bruce Pritchard's coming up. Eric Bischoff's coming up. One thing that is very interesting that's been going on that kind of relates to what's been going on with me, Fandango. We hadn't seen or heard from that guy a lot. He was being a bad guy. He was more of the Spanish style dancer. He's uh, he had Rosa Mendez with him. Very classy, but very snotty. Yeah, and the music had changed up to the Spanish style, um, and his clothes were different. And then recently, as probably many of you know, he uh, he. Turned face, he turned to a good guy. And I he, didn't know this. Scott told me this before the show started. Yeah, he, he went back to the old music. He's doing the the cha cha la la dance, the fandangoing, and then he dumped Rosa mendez So I mean, it looks like he had a good relationship going on, and that guy just said, "I don't want it. Just forget it. I don't need this." And um, sounds like a heel move to me. It does, you know, to me too. Yeah. Perfectly honest, it's like so. He just gave up some perfectly nice you girl that wanted to be with you, gave up without a good any thing? fucking reasoning, yeah. without like. Hey, um, uh, I don't like that you put all your makeup in my bag because when we travel, we put it in the overhead bin and it gets really warm and all your makeup melts on my clothes. And that, that's screwing up my outfit. And he said that in an email, too. Yeah. <laughs> so what's with Fandango? I mean, I know we've had him on here before and he's a, he's always doing stuff. I, I, he's a hard guy to get, but I, I just wanted to, to know. But uh, apparently we got the person that knows him really well claims oh. to be his uh oh no it's kind of like uh we have a a, a dance professional who's willing to talk right. about the fandango situation right i didn't know how close they were or not because I, I just assume all dancers know each other it well, seems like I a think, small world I mean, if they even if they don't know each other personally they do know the moves scott right and they it's do the know if the other person has all of the right moves Le- it's the language of dance that's right the uh, Language of dance. and so i have it here it's a uh, chet bacchus chet bagus is here actually it's a chet bagus it's chet bagus uh, yeah that's i thought that's what chet bagus 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 thank you oh okay um do you know you are god you're a vision you're so tall have you ever thought about dancing i did uh i did dance for a little while did you what what kind of dances did you i do? did uh modern jazz and i tried tap Wow, those are two of my specialities out of the several specialities I have. I just thank you very much for having me on the show today, guys. Curtain Jerks, very big fan. Don't watch wrestling, but if I listen to a podcast about it, I would think it would have to be curtain tricks. Thank you, Steve Sears and Scott Narver. Oh, all right. Did you rate and review us on iTunes? No, I. if I listened, I would listen. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, you can still do that, and that helps out a lot. And plus, to get the word out about you, do you have a dance school or something? I do. I have the Flying Feet Dance School. It's actually Flying in feet? Van Nuys, California. Oh, that's local. That no is wonder you were yeah. easy, an easy get. Well, I understood that I also have a manager, and if they need a dance professional to talk about dance-related news on television programs or radio here i am what's your rate my rate mm-hmm. well it really depends on the dance style and the time of day and if it's hot in season or not well swing dancing i don't know if it's coming back or not but i know the gals love it if you find a gal that loves swing dancing i mean that'd be something that i i think i should learn oh that's great do you have a dance partner that you'd like to do some swing dancing with uh, <laughs> you know um not yet um i'm 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 i'm, I'm all right, uh, you know hey, don't worry. look, we have an open class. You're welcome to email me. I can get you some rates. If it's too much, maybe we can work out a deal or something, but we always have an extra dancer there to help out. so even when we have a not even class, everybody gets a chance out on the dance floor. You have a, just an extra person that just is there for the class.: I have my dancing TA and I have myself when we're both accomplished dancers. A dancing TA, you know, a teacher's assistant?: Right, right. Uh, are they male or female? Oh, well, I have several. Depends on what day of the week it is and what season uh, and what class it is. Thursday, spring. What class? Swing dancing. Oh, that's Julie. She's uh, our dancing TA. Oh. And I say TA, but she's a dance teacher in her own right also. Oh, all right. Does uh, Julie like wrestling? Uh, you know what? I think if you want to get in touch, you probably should, uh, check out the class. All right. All right. Uh, maybe, maybe I will. Depends on how this all goes. Um, Did you ever have a student by the name of... Fandango? No, I never did. Fandango? No. No? Do you know each other? No. He's a wrestler at the WWE? I've never heard of him. He uh, wrestled at WrestleMania. He beat Chris Jericho. Mm. I, n- this, not a fan of wrestling. This is if a picture I, of him. This is a picture. Uh, He kind of looks like, I don't know, Kurt Cobain with a haircut? I don't know. Sure. Uh, uh, well, we kind of thought that your whole point of being here today would be to talk about go i was under the uh, impression we were going to be talking about dancing he is, is a dancer oh okay great i mean here let me show you this video of what's going on so he was this character oh right no here. sound huh all right well you can hear it through your headphones we just can't play the audio for everybody else. oh okay that's what that that's what that music is oh he's got good rhythm Mm-hmm. and then th- this is now him being a good guy him doing this dancing oh oh I, I couldn't help but notice in that first clip, it sounded like the crowd was really with him, and now the crowd just doesn't really know who he is. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, Well, in the, the first one I played you, he was evil. He's a bad guy. Okay. And then in this one, he's a good guy, so everybody's singing along with his music. And so, let me get this straight. Uh, night after night, he's either a good guy or a bad guy? Yeah. Really? It's just that simple? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Doesn't seem like a lot of consistency for a wrestling character. Well, uh, no, no, I mean, that happens sometimes, but, uh, you know, it's, uh... Hey, it sounds like the same thing with your TAs, huh? No, we have a regimented schedule for when those dancers have to come in and work with people. All right, well, you know, hey, I'm not... uh, I don't have to defend this, it's just what the guy's got, it's his character. Yeah, it's great, it's very interesting. Is there any dance-related questions about him? I don't think I have any dance-related questions about him. All right. I don't... What do you? Wait a minute! Is he the guy who's got that theme song that everybody hums? Uh-huh. Wow, why haven't I heard that in a very long time? Because it's just back on now. They're, they're doing it now. Why, why now? Why wouldn't they do it? God, that was almost three years ago I heard about that. Yeah. It's, it did cause a little bit of a stir in the dance community because he wasn't quite dancing. He was just pointing his fingers in the air. Is that, Would that really a big thing in the dance community? Well, it's a very small dance community. And when I say dance community, someone just printed a picture out and taped it on the side of our desktop computer at the front where we take our appointments for the dance classes. Well, the dance is called fandangoing. All right. Have you, you've not heard of this? Do you not teach it? No, we don't teach it. We've got tap, modern tap, modern jazz, old jazz, Spanish, flamenco, and uh, tango. I think now would be the time to capitalize on this. This is now the newest fad ever again, of fandangoing. Uh, could I couldn't help but notice in that second clip not as many people were interested as in the first clip when everybody was singing. That's true. Uh, yes, they were way Why more did excited. it take them three years to capitalize on that enthusiasm of the audience? In dancing, we like to call that feeding off the crowd. Uh, well, I think they call it the same thing, but, you know, decisions have to be made and uh, streaks have to be broken. Brock Lesnar beats Undertaker, you know, things, I'm just explaining things. But you Brock under- Lesnar beat The Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, why do you know about that? Because that's huge. You, yeah, The Undertaker streak was broken last year at WrestleMania. My God, no wonder Mr. Mark Calloway was so bummed in our dance class. Mark Calloway was in your dance class? Yes, he teaches African dance for me. Are you serious? Yes. In Thursdays in July. Who's the TA? For that one, it's going to be Albert. Alberts. Yeah, Julie's for, uh, what was the one? What? Anyway. on Michelle Swiss- McCool? No. Oh, all right. We were talking about the TAs before for the other dance class. Yeah, Julie. But Thursdays in July for African dance, the TA is Albert. Albert... Toe... Alberto Del, Del? Riggies. Rig- oh, there's another wrestler that has a very similar name to that. Oh, who? Uh, Albert the Patron. Ah, okay. Yeah. Look, uh, this has gotten super weird. <laughs> Look, I can't help it if a dancer's body it emanates strength. Uh, Yeah, but that's... that's Look, you're looking a little stiff. Are you sure you don't want to come into one of the dance classes? I can get you a prorated... I know it's the middle of the month, but if you like a dance class, you're welcome to join us. I think I'd be very uncomfortable dancing. I had to give it up because I was just very bad at it. No, I was very in my no. head. I think something I, very simple. No. How about a nice waltz? A very nice timed waltz. I think you'd be great at it. I think you think I'd be great at it. That's very kind no, of you. No, no, just ask someone very special to join you, and then you can come and have a couple dance and do some waltzing. Could I dance with Mark Calloway? That would be a real treat. No, I'm sorry. He's back in Texas. Oh. Alright, uh thank you so much, Chet Baggus. Bagus. Bagus. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. wow I have no interest in taking any dance classes. How about you? No. I, I did. You did? You really? Yeah. I you know, was... It wasn't just a bit? No, it wasn't a bit. Why would I lie on the show? I don't know. I don't think I'm going to lie much anymore. Really? Yeah. That's a good thing to do. Yeah, but I'm worried about to what degree the honesty will not come out. Well, I think you can still be respectful and still be honest with people. Fuck you! That doesn't seem so much like a point of view as just kind of a outright attack. Mm, you're right. <laughs> well, I've tried this out. <laughs> Man, that didn't work. Ah, uh, don't worry. It seems like it's still in effect. No, I, I, I did do a uh, dance. Yeah, yeah, because I was doing uh, musicals in high school, and so took singing lessons. And Did you do Guys and Dolls? No. West Side Story? No. Les Misérables? No. Hunchback of Notre Dame? No. Uh, I'm gonna get a dancing one. Lion King. <laughs> Rather elaborate, but no. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> For high okay. Students. Hear me out. Okay. Phantom of the Opera. Nope. Okay. Dancing musical. Scott was in in high school. Death of Salesman. Singing style. <laughs> nope. I'm glad you didn't use the word musical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, singing. It's singing style. Um. Give me a hint. Okay. It was a musical. Okay. And music were, Man. Was it Music Man? No. Okay. I was in a number of musicals. Some like it hot. Nope. That's not. Glen Gary. Glen Ross. Music <laughs> style. <laughs> nope uh fuck you fuck you <laughs> coffees for closers fuck you seems rather uh like an attack but no well it's uh that's the glengarry glen ross music oh, I style see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah um if we were just talking if we were just talking if we were just talking it's a great play i read something of it the other day i really enjoyed it is it. very good give me another hint for a musical um it you know who would be great at this? Josh Callahan, because he would just sing bars at you, expecting you to break into dance. He's probably just yelling at his phone right now, with the, and he's got Does three Does he of them know right. what the musical is? No. How would he know what the musical is? You more didn't than give me one. any fucking hints. You just said a musical. Because you just kept guessing, and I've been in more than one. Yeah, I, I can tell. What three musicals are you in? Or more than one? Uh, I was in 110 in The Shade. That's uh, a music style? That's a music style of The Rainmaker. Okay. Uh, the John Grissom novel? yes okay i was danny devito <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm gonna tell you Matt david part man of the launch man- no, no no the part is danny devito oh okay uh man of La Wait, it, like are you in the audience and you sit up in a fat suit like Danny's, what's going on here <laughs> danny devito's playing danny devito in the audience yeah and then rio Perlman has to come and take me home they got divorced yeah th- it's a period piece steve sorry sorry uh, Man of La Mancha, Little Shop of Horrors, Secret Little Garden. Little Shop of Horrors? Who are you in Little Shop of Horrors? Uh, that was a rough one that year. Uh, I, it sounds like I'm saying Little Shop of Horrors. I mean Little Shop of Horrors. Horrors. I just watched that movie for the first time in forever because I didn't... Little Shop of Horrors. Cause... Which one? There's two. There's one oh, from 63 yeah, yeah. well, with mus- Jack Nicholson the and then the one with Steve Martin. Yeah, the, the musical. Because um, my best friend in high school at the time, he's like, he had his heart set on being the dentist, which was also the part I wanted and I didn't have the vocal range for Seymour And then I botched the audition for Audrey too So I was like, alright, I was just a swing player Oh So I was a bum and then one of the agents at the end And like I just showed up at a bunch of different numbers Hey, you're a utility player, that's good That's right uh, Every production needs one of those, Scott There are no small parts, just small penises That's right, and I had both But <laughs> That's what happens when you grow Yeah. So... I mean, that's what happens before you grow <laughs> So yeah, a bunch of those No, 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 net, uh, other ones no, no, Nanette. Yeah, that's where T for Two comes from. Well, you know, what are you going to do? I bet. And I'll tell you what you're going to do sing your heart out. Tap dance till your little shoes fill with blood. Yeah, uh, if you're going to go for it, go strong. Uh, speaking of going strong and speaking of giving it your all, we went and we saw this show at RussellCon, the Monday Night Debate. Yeah. Uh, with Bruce Pritchard and Eric Bischoff. It was their second show. The mediator was Al Snow. And this, uh, at the time of this recording, this was, uh, or the time of this interview, this was before we saw the show. So we saw Bruce Pritchard there, and we chatted with him about the upcoming show. So enjoy Bruce Pritchard! Uh, Bruce, this show that you have, uh, the Monday Night Wars Live Debate, this sounds like a really fascinating show of... I mean, wrestling fans love discussion. They love talking about this stuff, and it's always great to hear just the two sides going at it. How did the show come about? Did you guys form it together? Well,
1: sitting
0: there having a few
2: ice cold adult beverages from time to time, when Eric and I get to talking, and we start talking about the old times, we talk about things that happened, and obviously, both of us being on opposite sides of that coin, saw it very, very differently. Sure. And and the debates can be. Somewhat entertaining at times. <laughs> we started laughing one day. And Eric "Because we need to take this on the road and do it." And so the idea, the debate came up. Uh, we had our first one in Philadelphia to a standing room only crowd, and uh, had Chris Jericho, who volunteered, actually wanted to be the moderator and be a part of it, come out and do it, work with us, and it was great. So we're doing it here at WrestleCon, and uh, we'll see. But it, it's it's not scripted. It's not. Uh, neither one of us know what. The other one's going to say or do, and...
0: Uh, uh, who won right? in Philly? Huh? Who won in Philly? I did. Of course. Yeah, I, I did. By, by far. So you're going in strong tonight here oh, in uh, was, uh, San Jose.
2: Undefeated. You know, well, exactly. I'm undefeated. I, when you look at it at the end of the day, which company's still in business?
0: Uh,
2: okay, I go in winning <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, it's pretty easy that way. Uh, good but job, by the
1: way. Oh, thank you.
2: But it, it's... I mean, it's a spirited conversation, I guess you could say, of uh, what went on, and people are often interested in kind of the -the behind-the-scenes stories of what took place when this happened and how did, you know, you pull this off and things like that, so.
0: So, when putting together the show, this will be the second show now, right? Um, Yes. And you'll keep doing it, I assume. Yes. Uh, Are you going to find more structure to the show from that is it like you want to attack certain bullet points for each show or you cover new topics as you do it we kind of let the audience dictate
2: that so where the audience goes is where we're going to go and there there were some things that came out in philly that i was dumbfounded that people even knew about um and so that's you know the uniqueness of it is going to be the uniqueness of the audience and you the feedback that they give us. remember one of those things that just caught you by surprise. It was, it was a meeting with an organization in Japan that uh, was, it was at the time meant to be a very low-key. Um, what do you call uh, hush hush? Well, it was definitely hush hush, but it, it, it just was. Yeah, it was just one of those one of those things that not a lot of people knew what happened to that meeting and the guy knew of the meeting
0: well
2: well since you know then obviously other people know here's what happened
0: well it's a great uh it's a really great uh filling of the market that's there because now with the network and there's so much content out there and people want to know more stories behind it all and to have that conversation uh one of the shows that i loved on the network was that uh the Legends Roundtable right. and to do that and to go live and to be a part of that one show that exists that night where you get to see the conversation and yes. whatever little jabs there are and the
2: big difference is is that it is live it is unedited and like I say yeah I mean it, it's we we kind of we go at it we're friends man we get along great but we have very different views when it comes to business and, and, and what happened and why and so yeah there, there are quite a few uh, <laughs> little digs there
0: and just to ever prove a point, do you pull out the brother love card and just really just take that microphone? don't have to. to, to, to. Nah, I don't have to. Okay. He's <laughs> already, already winning, hands down. I'm going in
2: on top. So, yeah, no, it's a, All right. it's a lot of fun.
0: Well, I, it's a really exciting show, and I hope it keeps going. I hope so uh, do I. that it keeps going around, and it, I'm yeah. sure Canada and the U.K. Are, are Never know. Or like that. So, yeah, well, best of All right, man, thank you, guys. All right, thank you. All right, appreciate it. that got us hyped yeah that got us hyped right there because steve immediately leaned over like we gotta see the show yeah and we didn't really have plans but um your initial thought with this whole trip was i only want to do so much because of all the work we're gonna do and then to just sit and watch wrestling everything i'm gonna get burnt out yeah and i had that fear as well it didn't happen i was game but this was not added a event that this is an just, added attraction that we just threw on there and it was it's a pretty wild show i really liked it in terms of just a lot of it was the vibe of two guys sitting and having a beer but they also happen to be talking about your favorite national secrets yeah know? that's what it felt like it's like uh you guys are talking about why spider-man shoots webbing tell me more mm-hmm. it was very cool yeah it was it was really cool we're gonna have the the bischoff interview coming up in a little bit um but it's it was funny to hear Bruce talk about it's his side, it's his team. He he won, and that's never gonna change. He's justified in all that, and uh-huh. uh, it was great. And then we'll get to Bischoff and believe the same as well that was really interesting was the two of them both even if there was clear cut winners and losers they both held on to their victories for what they were worth Mm -hmm. so each time they were like yeah you may have won in the end but you never beat our ass the same way we beat your ass when we were in the when we were in the top right so i think it was very interesting your tactics were fucking dirty like whoa your tactics were dirty too like that's what it was it was war i'm one like i wish someone had asked i wish i had asked if you ever get a chance is there a union coming i did ask that if there was gonna be a union and it went over like a lead balloon but it was kind of cool at the same time because everybody sort of felt it was like sort of farting in the room in front of everybody during their sort of debate Mm -hmm. but at the same time everybody had a lot to say about it which was pretty cool like every like what they had to say was heartfelt i feel like but it was like asking about dead wrestlers or it did feel very taboo um I think I'd be really curious to hear if how many times they encountered each other in person during the Monday Night Wars. Because it sounds like they hang out a lot afterwards. Yeah, I don't think there would have been. But Bischoff then did work for Pritchard when he went to WWE. I mean, what I wanted to know, and, you know, uh, Pritchard talked about being open to joining us on the podcast again and talking about the show. I really wanted to know if either one of them were trying to hire the other one. So if Pritchard was trying to hire Bischoff or if Bischoff was trying to hire Pritchard. Because that's something that's never been discussed is talking about breaking down the internal cabinet. Yeah. Everybody talks about hiring on-air talent, but were there directors? Were there producers? Yeah, like, it's stealing, we're so stealing computer chips and getting the process power opposed to just getting the sleek new design. Yeah, that's that's what I was really curious about. But uh, there was a dude that asked like a three-part question that just kind of <laughs> fucking threw a... A big old Zach Gowan leg in the spokes of the show. Al Snow burned him. Al Snow burned him good. He burned him a lot, but mm-hmm. still <laughs> allowed that complicated, convoluted uh, Star Trekian question to be answered. Because he did one of those, like, in episode 71... Oh, yeah. This- you obviously played the... Scratchy played the xylophone twice on the same note. Are we to believe that the xylophone emits a, a dual note on the same key? Blah. Bang! <laughs> he did one of those. He did. He. It was a uh, some p- pay per view or a Nitro where Nick Patrick was supposed to be an evil ref and count in a certain way, and it got botched. And he wanted to know the story behind it. And you could see the look on their faces of like, "I don't." Fu- yeah, sure, it did. If it got fucked up, it got fucked up. I don't remember. The implication was there in the answer and of the question. Right. Scott. Uh, but it's time for jerk tweets. Follow us on Twitter. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at curtain jerks and send us your hashtag jerk tweets. It could be anything. Uh, it could be about the show, it could be about wrestling, it could be about video games. Whoa, because- wrong fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, wrestling TLC asks us, You have a choice of creating a video game. What would the game be about, and which wrestler would be in it? Hmm. I know what I immediately thought when I read this. What's that? Contra. Contra nice. needs a revamp. Okay. Contra needs a reimagining. Contra needs a boost. Still side-scroller? Yeah. Yeah, okay. still side-scroller. Still the uh, also the um, kind of horizontal levels, you know, in the first Nintendo game when you're also moving forward through the base. Yeah. Like you're walking forward and it goes Suck. And then you're jumping over the little mines and stuff like that they throw at you contra 3 the alien Wars, one of my favorite games super nintendo yeah we're, we're talking just new we just you just call it contra again cool i, I like it so who's in it you gotta have two wrestlers though as the two guys i've got two wrestlers for the two guys for the game i want to remake okay um what are the guys names in contra i'm sure they got names it's, oh like, biff and spike I don't fucking know I just made him up You know weird shit like that No but like if you look at the original Contra Nintendo cover art It's obviously Arnold from Predator And Stallone from Rambo Right yeah but puny Mm -hmm. So You gotta have two guys You gotta have two awesome dudes In Contra So obviously First guy that I choose with that question Would be Lex Luger Nice Lex Luger now? No (laughs) it's <laughs> not going to work so good. Lex Luger motion captured in the 80s? Yeah, with the with the mullet and everything. Because it's like, that. whatever everybody's feelings about Lex Luger are, like, he was still a badass looking dude. He was playing the Contra game from the future on the Lex Express. Yeah, and so see, he's a perfect fit for Contra. And then the other guy, you need the you need the opposite image of him. You need somebody else. You need someone else that, like you're saying, it's Schwarzenegger and it's Stallone. Well, clearly... You got to go broad as clay. Nice. What? Wait a minute. Yeah, man. I would have gotten the international aspect, and it would have been Yokozuna. <laughs> so, all right. Either way, like he doesn't. He has the strength, but he doesn't have the stamina. So you add in a whole new, uh whole new elements to that game. So you know, in in the old contra game, when you're running up and you're jumping on the hills and stuff, and then you could leave the guy behind. That can just happen now because the guy is too fat. Gotcha. Great. And but. Uh, the worst part, though, is beating the fat guy and getting left behind. <laughs> yeah. But you can always take the other player's uh, spread gun. Oh, good. That's great. Because you he, can't, him, like, he can't hold on to Give it. Give me that gun, man. I'm like, oh, all right. Shit. Well, you can switch between two, can't you? Or is that only Alien Wars? It's probably only Alien Wars. In the other games, it was whatever one you picked up last. All right, y'all ready for this? Yes. Uh, Smash TV. Oh! With Chris Jericho and R-Truth as the two players. Oh my God, that's way better than mine. And the, they're doing all the audio for it. And so it's R-Truth be like, give me that BCR," And Chris Jericho's like, take it! He's just saying that to guys that he's shooting them. Take it! God damn it, that's really good. Well, I'd also fucking just want to make it a movie. That'd be great too. Yeah. Now, would you change anything about them would you make would it like a lot 80s style it. it'd be 80s style but the movie i talked about this on the podcast before but the movie starts with the, uh one of them waking up with ptsd from the from winning the first smash tv and he destroyed the mutoid man mm-hmm and then uh then it also cuts back and forth to all the people working behind the scenes at smash tv trying to like put up a film production or a tv production of the most dangerous live tv show known to man Mm -hmm. and so they're adding new creatures and new villains and they're also trying to add new weapons but they have to go to like focus groups and talk to all these producers and the network being like we really want to give them a ninja sword it's like well do we have to call it a ninja sword why can't we call it the slasher so it's a lot of tv sort of parody as well as sweet 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 running man action. Oh, that's good. I like this. Yeah. You win. Thank you. Gold 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 cash 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 cash. And then he puts his hands up. Mhm. I I played that in a grocery store in Willets, California, maybe about Shout out to Willets. Yeah, Willets, Northern California. I played that game a lot in that grocery store because I always had it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It's a great game. I still played from time to time as well. Okay, so Eric Bischoff. We got him coming up next. And I don't want to pooch everything, but I was so excited the stuff that we got to talk about with this. And Steve broke the ice pretty good right away, as you'll hear. So we're going to talk more about that interview. But now, please enjoy... The former man who used to run WCW. Coolest guy in the NWO. Well, not really, but he's fucking cool as shit now. He's pretty cool. Uh, After old Scott Hall, I think you could say he was the coolest. The best raw GM, that's fair to say. Yeah. Eric Bischoff. Uh, Where can I find your beer in Los Angeles?
1: Uh, My daughter may have some. Yeah? But other than her, we can't really sell it in California yet. California's a hard state to break into yeah. with a new beer. Um, we'll get here eventually, probably within the next 18 months. But for now, we're in Wyoming, Montana, North South Dakota, uh, Nevada, Las Vegas. If you get to Vegas, you can find it there. Uh, and Arizona. Okay,
0: so the closest would be Vegas for me. The closest to... would
1: be Vegas. And all you need is a reason to go to Las Vegas. Now you've got two. Yeah. Cold beer in Vegas.
0: Well, we want to do a taste test of the beer and responsibly, of course, of course. on the podcast, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I, that's well, what we heard about it. We were very excited about can it. probably arranged that. Yeah? yeah I'll be in touch then. Yeah. Okay, please yeah. do. I've always been a big fan. <laughs> I I think you've been one of the most innovative, but also one of the best villains I'd ever seen on TV. So I always appreciate it. Well, I'm it, an right? easy guy to hate, so it no, works really it, well. I was, it was charming. <laughs> the guy, yeah, there the guy, you, you love go, it. charming. I, I like, like Charlie. A, a fun moment that we had talked about on the show quite a bit was uh, an opening of Impact Wrestling where... Oh, the Spanish guitar. The Spanish guitar yeah, with fun. Jeff Jarrett. And had no idea that that was in the skill set. No idea that that was coming. And such an unusual opening to a show, but just drawn in just really sucked in and happening and then just the riff of you know like well I can play guitar yeah. and Jared can't like, and it was villainous and it's it unexpected. was unexpected that's just one of those one of those great moments you know uh, and yeah. it's funny because
1: I gave up playing flamenco guitar you know, Spanish guitar uh god 18 years ago so to be able to pick it up and just get back into a good groove and riff on a guitar was a blast and then, you know, to make it part of a wrestling show, is okay, I can't even keep up this bullshit. I didn't really play the guitar. It was good. But I, it was sure fun making people I, think of I that. know. I believed it. Yeah. I, I,
0: it doesn't matter what the truth is. You will always have played that standard guitar that I had, good, I that had, flawless.
1: I actually had friends of mine that I hadn't seen in years that I grew up with as a kid reach out to me Go, man, I didn't know you knew how to play guitar. That was awesome. And a couple of them were musicians. Wow. I work hard at it. I keep it quiet Wow this is What a Breaking news yeah. He wasn't
0: playing the guitar no, Absolutely not I
1: couldn't <laughs> Hit a chord on a guitar To save my life Oh that
0: is That is like, That is a legendary part of our show We were so Like we were flabbergasted Like we were Talking about it for weeks And I'm still going to be talking about it This is incredible I This is wonderful a new take on it Yeah Thank you so much <laughs> You're welcome
1: Thank you Yeah Thanks so much Thanks man Appreciate it
0: breaking news scott wow what a reveal what a coup yeah did not play that guitar god he i i believed him while he was even talking about it i gotta find that clip or listeners if you can find that clip from an impact wrestling i don't know 2012 maybe something like that with him opening the top of the show and just playing guitar and i totally bought it yeah i thought he was doing it i did too oh you know what don't feel betrayed scott i don't either I, I just feel good about it i feel uh, i feel happily uh duped yeah that's the one thing i feel happily duped about it's a, It was a harry houdini so that was cool um you being interested in his beer um so maybe we can get our hands on that pretty soon yeah we'll have a we'll drink it on the air or i guess i'll just drink it on the air that'd be a great gets jerked episode if we watch some old wcw pay-per-view that he's heavily involved in Mm-hmm. And then just drink and watch that. All right, sounds good to me. Um, and then, uh, God, uh, the other thing that he mentioned that was uh, that was wild. Uh, yeah, his side of the show was um, when we watched that show, when we watched that debate. Um, you were we were backstage for what was so cool, mm-hmm. like we were taken backstage in both sets of locker rooms or the offices of CNN and WWF, and just hearing those stories and it's a pretty cool show that they got going on. And like I said, it's their only their second one and they plan on doing more of these. If they're if you hear about it and you're close by, I say go. Yeah. And then also try to ask interesting questions. Don't try to ask questions that you think like I've always wondered about this because everybody's already asked it. I feel like I wish there was some way we could sort of warn people to I think I'd be more interested to sort of hear how they were feeling about things, like and i I know that may seem a little wishy washy, but sort of how they felt about it, and also like not which wrestlers were hard to get, and stuff like like yeah. Scott said, ask who they were, who they who were part of staffs they were trying to hire, like what was the tactics and how they were trying to evolve and how did they get information on the other person there was a a lot of this was really pre-internet stuff yeah what are what are other dirty tactics that were maybe you regret after the fact like not not the on camera like well mcfoley that's gonna put some ass in the seats like not that stuff it's like who did you kill in a parking lot yeah yeah, you know who Who did did your murderous fingers clutch to their neck and draw the limb by limb did you push into an insincorator but it's really cool because there were a lot of moments in the show where they, they actually debate. Mm-hmm. They stand their ground and say, no, 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 no. What our side did, we did the right thing. What WW did, What WWF did was the right thing. You guys were wrong here's why like here's what our plan was here's and what we wanted to accomplish hearing an expert talk about those things or a, a, a tactician or a general in that sort of war it's fascinating it's always worth hearing i think because it's not only business tactics so maybe if that doesn't reach you on any level it's the wrestling business tactics and mm-hmm. stuff that chances are if you're listening like 99 of us are just never even going to get near yeah we're always going to wonder we're always going to say what we say for ourselves like they could have done this better but actually, hearing the grind week to week in the most stressful of times, and the, like how they fucking battled, and now that they're sitting there together, and getting along, but occasionally like whoa, shut up, man. Because yeah. What was it? They kept making fun of. Uh, Preacher kept making fun of Turner, right? Like he kept doing a southern voice, yeah. And Bischoff's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Why don't you lay off? Aren't you from I, the south?" They all, but they all like it was funny because everybody was working with such giant cartoonish characters at the time. I think there's plenty of fodder for both sides to burn each other. Yeah. So it's it's cool hearing friends talk about it and friends forming from this. Um, and yeah, even if you if you get a chance to go, and I highly recommend it. I think it's a really great show. There's More shows popping up like this are really, really interesting. To go see live and to go see this one-time only show, like uh, with JR's talking show, uh, an afternoon or an evening with, and then you've got this show. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've seen both shows now, and I would way sooner recommend this show, because you're going to get a guest mediator, and you're going to get a conversation, or hopefully that debate. Yeah. And uh, you get get a whole lot more. I'd be also... I think you know what the questions are that I think people should add for that debate is for that interactivity. I think you can turn it into a new show if you're also asking about their thoughts on current product and like even if even it feels kind of lame how they would book it and the sort of things like the sort of dream stuff and what they would push because that's sort of interesting also. Then you get a little piece of their experience and then you get a little part of where they're gunning for you know what I mean Mm -hmm. or what they would be pushing and I think that's always worth it even if it's fantasy or it feels like an alternate universe it's just worth hearing about. Yeah, so we're going to have more on that next week as well when we have Al Snow on the show. Uh, We talked with him, and we talked about him mediating the show and other stuff as well. So next week, you get more with Al Snow. But before we do that, um, Steve, you told me about this story. You were telling me about Daniel Bryan. Yeah, he got injured, right, on the European tour? Yeah. They weren't sure what it is. They said it was a concussion. It wasn't a concussion. He somehow got hurt. Yeah, he's getting hurt, and... Something keeps happening with this guy. Like, he's getting a bad string of uh, luck with uh, with all these injuries. Look, I still think he's great, Scott. That's not going to color my opinion. Sure. One bit. One bit. Uh, you know, but he's got this match where he's the Intercontinental Champion, and he's supposed to fight at Extreme Rules, so there's a lot of speculation if that match is even going to happen. Uh, look, why don't we go right to the source for this? Oh, I've got some bad news. Well, Wade Barrett, thank you for joining us. I was about to— Bad news, Barrett. Yeah, Wade Barrett. Thank you for joining bad us. Bad News Barrett. Wade, Bad News Barrett. Thank you for joining Bad us. News Bad Wade News Barrett. N- drop the Wade, Bad News Barrett. All right, Barrett. Thank you very much for joining Cox us. Coxsucker That's not my name. Well, what's my name? Uh, Wade Barrett? Bad News Barrett. Out bad. Do you even watch the show anymore? I Are you on it? I'd watch if you were on it. I am. I'm fighting for the Intercontinental Championship. At Extreme Rules. That's right. Well, I'm very glad you're on the show today because we wanted to talk to you about that. I've got some bad news. Barrett. For Daniel Bryan. Oh, uh, okay. Now he's got my bad luck. Now, he's getting injured all the time. Now, oh, ho, ho, ho. so you were getting injured all the time? Is that why we didn't see you? I thought it was just that they didn't know what to do with you because you were so great. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. All right, okay. But I had injuries all the time, but okay. now... He's holding the Cursed Intercontinental Championship, so he's getting injured all the time. So you're telling me that the championship, you know I think I heard about this, the uh, famed Intercontinental Championship is with a With the cursed, white strap. With the white strap is a cursed championship, I've heard about that. It has a ghost in it. It does have a ghost in it. What was that ghost's name? It was, um, uh, no, Ric Flair's still alive. Yes, he is still alive. Uh, God, who was that classic champion who held it for a really long time? Who was, who was the ghost? It was, uh- It's the ghost of Shane McMahon. Shane, Mc- oh! Breaking news. I've got some bad news it's for Shane everybody. McMahon's soul is trapped inside of the Intercontinental Championship, That's and why- his body's held in a freezer. That's why we haven't seen Shane McMahon, and for so long, his soul is trapped in the Intercontinental White Strap Championship. That's right. Wow, bad news, Barrett. I can't believe this. This is incredible. I've got some bad news. Uh, more than that? What could possibly be worse than Shane McMahon being trapped in a belt? It's true. Oh, that's way worse. That is rough, buddy. Really, really rough. And I've also got some more bad news for Daniel Bryan. I don't know if I can handle it, but alright, hit me with it. You don't come to the UK with my title and walk out walking normal. You come away injured, mysteriously somehow. It is mysterious and somehow it did happen. I hit him over the head with a pipe when he wasn't looking. Bad new... bad new. new I want me a bad new Bella. Oh, gosh. That's not how it works. I'm going to steal his wife. That's not how it works. Yes, it is. In the UK, it is. Have you ever been over there? No, I haven't. You hit whoever you like with a lead pipe and then you take it for your own. You hit whoever you like over the head with a lead pipe? I thought you... Oh, oh. You hit Daniel Bryan. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Sounds like I got some good news for you. I'm, you didn't miss. I've got some bad news. I have homosexual tendencies from time oh. to time that I'm trying to suppress. Well, that's not bad news. The bad news is that you're trying to suppress it, buddy. Well, I'm not sure of my feelings on the subject, but you caught me with my tongue out. You know what? It, it's not bad news to not know what you want. Look, everybody has trouble decide- figuring out what's right for them. I um, was about to say decide. You don't get to decide. You just get to figure out how you feel. Bad I've got newspaper. some bad news. What's that? I don't know which bell is which. Oh, that, you know what? You know what's really bad news? embarrassing situations where you mistake someone's name for someone else's name. I hate that bad news Barrett That is that is rough. It is bad news. That's yeah, bad news. I mean it's bad news that uh well I don't know. I just feel kind of embarrassed right now. That's bad news. But you know what? Hey, that's not bad. That's just okay. It's Feels okay. Bad. It's okay to it does feel bad. It's not bad though. Me pop pop wouldn't like it. He'd be right ashamed. Well hey Slow motion punch to my homosexual tendencies. No, bad news. You're going to miss. You're going to miss. You're going to miss. You can't help it. I hit him right on the mark. Yeah. Ooh, poonanny. You're hurting hurting yourself. You're just hurting yourself. yourself. Nikki and Bree with B&B. Who's who? I don't know, but I'll take them both. Well. That's some good news. Knocked it right out of me, is what I did. Your new intercontinental heterosexual champion at Extreme Rules. When you suppress something like that. When you suppress something like that, Bad News Barrett, it's going to come out in the weirdest of ways, and you're going to hurt real bad. I've already been sitting on top of a large chamber with a gavel, so things got already pretty weird. Passing judgment upon others. Well, you know what? It sounds like you've. Judgment the harshest against yourself. Yeah, and I knocked it right out. You know what? Boom! Well, all right. You know what, bad news, Barrett? I hope that the path uh, finds you well. I will find the path and I'll give it a bull hammer. Oh, what's a Oh, what? You don't even I, watch me! I'm sorry. It's true. I don't watch the program. Ugh. It's I've been very busy. But I'm really glad you're on the show. I think you were my favorite part of Nexus. Bella boom! Steve, you upset him. I know. Did he... When he says Bella Boom, that doesn't mean he hit one of the Bellas, right? It just means he's yelling Bella. And I then think it, it's some sort of proclamation of what uh, they will partake in later. He says Boom when he's going to hit people, but I think with ladies it's different. You know, she is married. Well... Not in the UK, apparently. No, it's it It works. It did, still did stands you when you jump. Yeah, I heard that he hit Daniel Bryan because he likes him. He's like a caveman. Well, yeah, I guess he is like a in caveman. In a lot of ways, I'd like to hit Daniel Bryan with a lead pipe, too. Oh! That didn't come out right. Oh. I'd like to lay some pipe. Nope, that didn't come out right also. Uh-oh. I guess you could say I'm a Daniel Bryan fan. Of his body <laughs> Well he doesn't I wish I, my body Looked like that Oh my god That'd be pretty good I was sitting in a chair today And I looked like a pear <laughs> Stuck on top of four toothpicks And I was like What the fuck is this And then I tried to sit up straight Didn't make a fucking difference No. Oh. And I was like Well at least my arms look good But they're not big They're like They're like Well sculpted But they don't go well With my giant potato body I thought you went boxing I do It doesn't make a fucking difference man Gotta let more people Hit you in the gut Tighten that shit up That's not how that works I think it That's is. how Houdini died yeah, yeah,
1: because he wait, wasn't he was, a boxer.
0: Because he was working out. He wasn't a boxer. No. That was a child that hit him. That wasn't a child. Yeah, sure it was. It was a British guy who sounded just like this. Hey, Harry Houdini. No, wait, Harry Houdini was American, right? So it was an American guy who was like, Hey, Houdini! I'm the one that killed Houdini. Oh, that... Boom! Oh. I have a toy machine. Wow. You know what? That is bad news. Oh, that explains it. Why didn't he go back and punch Hitler in the gut? You don't want to rewrite history. It's already bad enough he killed Houdini. He probably thought he was Hitler. I don't know what Houdini looks like. Or the idea is that Harry Houdini was a thousand times worse than Hitler. (laughs) You're lucky you got Hitler. Harry Houdini would have made the world disappear. Like that's what, yeah, he he did a service to us all. Harry Houdini, why don't you lock the whole world in a box, you bastard? Yeah, that's what David Copperfield said. Uh, I also imagine as Harry Houdini was dying, he put on a pair of handcuffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Straight that. to hell. Straight to hell. Guys, next week on the podcast we have Al Snow. What? Yeah, very exciting. Al Snow's awesome. He's just I've I've always dug that guy. And he's funny and he's great. So we talk more about um the uh, the show, the Monday Night Wars with Bruce Pritchard and uh, Eric Bischoff. So he's gonna give his insight on the show with that, and he's gonna talk about uh, comedy and wrestling, and he talks about Grado as well. So look forward to that. Um, and uh, Steve, you got any? I'm just excited for next week and having Al Snow on the show. All right, so for Curtain Jerks, I'm Scott Narver. I'm Steve Sears. Enjoy your wrestling, kids! You've just listened to another episode of Curtain Jerks. Oh, this is the time where you get all ten of your fingers. They've been... Uh, itching and ready to go this whole time. You're like, I- I'm going to wait to do this at the end of the I'm podcast. I'm going to wait till the episode's done and then I'm going to use these things, these things I call hands. Yeah, these things I call hands, uh, not these biceps and glutes that uh, God has given me. But, but yeah. activate them too so you can have a full use of your hands. Yeah, uh, clench up them butt cheeks when you go to soundcloud.com slash jerks, Follow us uh, like the episode. Comment. Tw- uh, comment during it. You, could, you should have been commenting during this episode. You can go and comment during other episodes because I'm sure you have all the time code marked in your head. Don't you hear the sounds that our voices make? You can comment on the weird noises we make. You can make weird noises of your own. You can write it down and make other people make weird noises by reading it. Yeah, it's, it's very interactive. You go on there, you can comment during your favorite parts of the show. You can comment during the parts of your show that you're like, oh that was uh, quotable and then you put it in quotes and you stick it up there and if you're an aesthetics person orange accents right orange is the new black guys <laughs> yeah that's not gonna be dated <laughs> no way no Jason way. Biggs Jason Biggs WCW champion if there is still around yeah that's how it works so it's the orange is the new black WCW crossover Jason Biggs is the new championship that belt's almost as big as his head it is. And even bigger than that is YouTube. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. It's pretty big. It's a big deal. It's videos online. You can watch pictures of cats moving. Mm-hmm. And you can watch Steve act like a cat on YouTube.com slash podcast. You can see our predictions videos on there. You can see uh, our wrestler pronunciation manuals on there. Our prediction videos. Uh, did I say that twice? <laughs> Meow. (laughs) Ah, shit. Uh, So it's all there, available for you. We've got some new videos ideas. Videos ideas. Oh, this one's being thrown away. (laughs) It'll get chopped up. Or it'll stay exactly the same. It'll be at the end of every episode until the end of time. Oh, please, (laughs) throw that meteor down quick.